Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, the backyard brawl is back. Oh, I love college football. The rivalry between Pitt and West Virginia is longstanding. I mean, these two schools have been playing each other just 45 minutes down the road since 1895. Pitt left the Big East over a decade ago, so until this year, the game itself has been dormant, but the return of the matchup has only stoked the flames. And yes, that's a burning couch joke. It's Wednesday, August 31st. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. If there was a bridge that connected Morgantown and Oakland, there'd be a lot of water under that bridge. So what makes this one of the best rivalries in college sports? Yeah, I think it's it's a natural rivalry because of the proximity that you alluded to there. And the, the, the cool thing about Pitt, West Virginia, you know, in addition to being in the same conference for as long as they were in the kind of now defunct Big East, they also kind of have their in-state rivals that they deal with. Pitt has Penn State. West Virginia has Marshall, but you know the the Pitt West Virginia border has been able to be crossed for so many years, and you know it's it's kind of that uh, interstate rivalry that that's so great in college football, and you know it it's it's a beautiful thing that we just haven't had for more than a decade, and it's it's going to be really fun to see it come back. So, what has kept this matchup apart for the better part of a decade? So conference realignment, you know, is is always a looming threat to college sports and it's specifically college football. Uh, the, the biggest one in recent memory was, uh, you know, about a decade ago now where uh, the Big East Conference, which was was kind of uh, floundering a little bit in football, um, you know, strong in leaves. basketball, but that was about strong yeah. in basketball <laughs> and still pretty strong in, in basketball, even after all the departures uh, of which, you know, Pitt was one joining the ACC, and West Virginia was one, joining the Big 12. So um, they were kind of in the middle there and both went their separate ways. And um, that that just put a a real crimp in in this matchup for a long time. And, you know, both schools, administrators, maybe there was some bitterness there with, with how things happened. And they didn't. They opted not to play each other. Pitt ended up getting Penn State on their schedule. Mm-hmm. West Virginia had to adjust to a whole new world of playing schools that were nowhere near Morgantown, and uh, it was just a little bit of a, a dormant rivalry. And, and hopefully, it's going to be rekindled on Thursday night. Regionally, culturally, how how are these schools that are for, like forty five minutes apart? How are they so different from one another, or are they very similar? And is that why they don't get along? <laughs> You know, I, I think that's kind of the beauty of it too. For as many differences there are, there there are some similarities. I, I think they're both kind of looking at themselves as hardworking blue collar places. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, Oakland more of an an urban campus in in the city of Pittsburgh, and then Morgantown. You know, I, if you're from Pittsburgh, maybe you don't like it. I think it's cool. Every time I drive down there for something, it's like as soon as you are on 79 and you cross the border into the the state of West Virginia, it's just all mountaineers, everything, right? The gas stations, the rest stops. uh, You see that state of West Virginia logo and that WV. Uh, It it is kind of awesome how that is, you know, just that's the culture there. That's what everybody is is all about. You know, sure, they they might like the Steelers. uh, they, They might be into some other pro sports, but the West Virginia Mountaineers are the brand in West Virginia when it comes to sports. Pitt, of course, fighting 
for those eyeballs a little bit here in, yeah. in Pittsburgh because you do have the Steelers, Pirates, and Penguins, and you've got Penn State over there in in, uh, in State College. But uh, I think there's there's some similarities there, and you know there's there's obviously the the differences too that, that come with the different states and uh, the different traditions uh, for both schools. West Virginia has a very spirited uh, way of celebrating wins. They set couches on fire. Do you know how this started and, and the history at all of any of this? I don't, Morgan. Would you like to enlighten me? I, I know that it's it's kind of a it's definitely become a trope, and you know, I guess meme wasn't even really a word that we used uh, not, back not then, then. When the backyard brawl yeah. was going on in 2011 and, and raging. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where you know you you associate certain uh, ideas with with certain schools, and you know, like it or not, I, I guess that's kind of become the the calling card for West Virginia fans. And it really leans into their rowdy moonshine drinking reputation for sure. The stat that I found was that uh, couch burning initiated in 1975 after the backyard brawl, uh, West Virginia kicker Bill McKenzie um, kicked the game winning field goal and they won 17 to 14. I watched the clip. I guess you just had to be there. I didn't think it was, you know, I guess I get it. You know, it's but it, when it's not like a high scoring game, it's not like a, a Hail Mary. I know field goals are great, but like worthy of setting couches on fire. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it is to the point, though, now where Morgantown has banned outdoor furniture. Yeah, I, I remember that that kind of being a thing, too, when I was uh, going to school at, at Pitt, you know, that. You know, people had them on their front porches and sometimes yeah. in their backyards. And when the West Virginia game would come up, I think there'd be a little bit of chatter of, is there going to be uh, some of those hijinks around South, o- uh, around South Oakland? But yeah, I guess, hey, to your point, even if it's a 17-14 game, when you, when you beat Pitt in your West Virginia or vice versa, uh, it's always cause for celebration no matter how you got there. So it kind of just speaks to the intensity of the rivalry. Brian, have you have you hidden your couch in a secure location in anticipation for this game? I have not, Morgan. But you know, we actually we want a new couch in the Batco house. So uh, maybe when the time comes to switch them out, we'll we'll have to light one on fire in the backyard. Yeah, you could just sit it outside this weekend. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you went to Pitt. What was the rivalry like? The college rivalry like to be a part of it. Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, I, I think at that point in time, you know, with with Pitt football kind of struggling to uh, gain footing, they were going through a lot of coaching changes mm. when when this rivalry uh, was was discontinued, and, and West Virginia was on a little bit more solid ground. So I, I think from a Pitt perspective, you kind of went into that game uh, thinking that that you were the underdog just about every time, even if you were um, you know playing a little bit better lately, West Virginia. Uh, they, they'd been recruiting really well. They, they'd had a pretty explosive offense and, and just kind of changed, swapped the pieces out year in and year out. So, um, you know, at that point in, in the rivalry, I think West Virginia had the clear advantage. But since the, the changes in conferences and since the teams haven't played in so long, uh, you could absolutely argue that Pitt uh, is now the one with the upper hand and the one that has some more momentum nationally. And, you know, that's going to kind of turn the tables a little bit in, in the 2022 edition. And uh, it's it flips the script, if you will. Uh, and that's not a pun on the Pitt logo. That's <laughs> that's just a, uh, you know, just a nod to, to how how the, the situations were when this thing ended and, and now how they're different as it starts back up again. 
Tickets for this game were sold out within minutes of going up for sale, and they're selling standing room only for 125 a ticket, which is, I mean, that's wild, because I just feel like, you know, Acrisure Stadium now only really sells out when it's maybe like a Kenny Chesney concert or um, who's the other one, like Luke Bryan. Uh, is it is that like a thing? This doesn't really happen for Pitt to have this big of a crowd. Yeah, I mean, traditionally the the marquee games that that get people coming out of the woodwork like that are you know Notre Dame when they come just because of the big brand and right. you know certainly the the game that I think uh, this this backyard brawl uh, will and and probably should be compared to is uh, that Pitt Penn State game in 2016, which was uh, the first in 15 years in that rivalry. Another one that mm-hmm. went away and, and came back to much fanfare and. Uh, like this week, you know, Pitt was the the team that got the first home game in that series when it was renewed. So that the it wasn't a night game; it was a day game on the North Shore. But absolutely, uh, I mean, then Heinz Field at the time was was just packed to the brim, and and that's the great thing about these regional games is that yeah. you know not just are you going to have uh, Pitt fans as excited as any game on the schedule, but you you're going to have so many visiting fans in 2016. It was Penn State. This year, it's going to be West Virginia folks making the short trip up. So uh, hopefully everybody will keep it together and, and there won't be too many actual brawls at the backyard brawl. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be uh, shoulder to shoulder in there. I, you know, I don't know if you can still sneak into stadiums in 2022 the way you could back in the day. But if yeah. you can, uh, people are going to be you know standing room only, uh, hanging out of boxes. There's just going to be uh, all sorts of energy in that building. I'm so excited to see it. I love college football. So this is like my favorite time. Well, one of my favorite times a year. I also love March Madness. Um, so Pitt is starting off the football season with this this opening game uh, against their nemesis. Is it too early to say that a game like this uh, could some way set the tone for Pitt's season? I think it's it's definitely a loaded opener for sure. I think Pat Narduzzi, the, the Panthers coach, even said that their training camp this summer felt so much, it felt heightened because, yeah, you you do start off with a rivalry game where the stakes are high. And, and in a different way, there's pressure on you when you do open up with a Youngstown State or an Austin P because if you stink it up and you lose that game, then, then yeah, the sky is falling. But you know, for the most part, as long as you do what you have to do, you're, you're going to win the, you're going to win against those teams and probably do it pretty handily. It's almost more like a an NFL preseason game sometimes when you play those lower level teams. This is not yeah. that. This is uh, completely different in, in terms of just the, um, you know, the intensity that, that's going to go into this and uh, the, the quality of opponent for, for both sides. So you got to love that from a fan perspective. Uh, as far as setting the tone for the rest of the year, I, yes and no. I think it, it gives the winner momentum regardless. But in Pitt's case, you know, they're going to have to turn around and play Tennessee the very next week. So mm. it's not like they, they take a step down in competition to a, a Maine or New Hampshire, you know, they've got to keep yeah. playing well, so they can't rest on their laurels. And at the same time, on the flip side, if they lose to West Virginia, even though they're the favorites, I think you'd hear a Pat Narduzzi postgame press conference in which he says, you know, it was a great environment. We wish we would have won it for the fans, but this doesn't affect our standing in our conference. The ultimate goal is still repeating as ACC champs, and we still have that in front of us. So yes and no in terms of, you know, a tone setter. You obviously want to win it. The fact that you are going to get to play the other side, you know, a few yeah. more times now, 
I, I think makes it, you know, not quite as much. It's that last game. I remember when Pitt played Penn State for the last time in, I guess that would have been 2019. That was the one that you feel like we really got to win this because we don't know when we're going to see these guys again. Right. And you've got the eternal bragging rights, basically. Brian Bacco is a writer for Post-Gazette. He covers the Steelers. He does not cover Pitt, but he used to go there. So he knows a thing or two. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Always good to talk to you guys. Here's what else is happening today in Pittsburgh. Our friends across the river at WESA and WYEP intend to unionize. The sister radio stations presented their petition to management yesterday. The 26, mostly reporters and music DJs, say they want more livable wages, supportive creative environments, and an improved commitment to equality and diversity. So good luck to everyone. The Penguins appear to be parting ways with their housing partners. Developers have been working with the same company for four years to design and build the first 300 housing units on the former Civic Arena site. Now I guess they need a new teammate, womp womp, but uh, some good news for the hockey team. Head coach Mike Sullivan got a three-year contract extension, so he'll be with the team through the 2026 and 2027 season. And surveillance footage shows a man in Upper Borough decapitating a custom-made Woody Woodpecker sign outside a local pub. It was at 2 a.m. and allegedly you can see the guy tearing the fake bird's head from its body and then putting it in his trunk. I don't know what Woody Woodpecker did to make this man mad, but I bet he's not laughing now. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. And it's the last day to vote for us in City Paper's Best of Pittsburgh poll. We've got links everywhere, including wherever you're listening to this show. So please show us some love, rate us number one. We would really appreciate it. All right, keep your furniture secured tomorrow, okay? And we'll be back then with more news from around the city. So we'll see you then. Ha 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 That's all I can do. <laughs> Is that right?